Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me is my co-host, Monica. Hi, everyone. How is it going with you, Amanda, and obviously with the listeners? Well, over here in cold, rainy Northern Ireland, it is going just fine. And how's it over there in the land of the Austria? In the land of the Austria, high up in the mountain top and... I don't know if that's actual prose right now, but yeah, it's cold and snowy and rainy and then snowy again, so it's a bit of a mess of everything. Yeah. Nice. We're supposed to get snow here next week. Yay! You said you don't get a lot of snow, do you? No. I miss snow. You miss Like, I miss the beginning of snow, and then I get tired of snow. But, like, the first couple snowfalls, it's like, yay, snow! Yeah, I like it when it's still, when it makes that noise, that, that crunch. Oh, the crunch. Yeah. Yeah. That is nice, but getting rid of it, that's not so nice. No. And when it's all wet and ugly, then it's not nice anymore either. And it goes gray and sludgy and slippy and... Ooh. Ugh. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only nice thing about living in a cold country that it doesn't really snow. But that's weird. You're way up north. Shouldn't it snow more? But we're in the Gulf Stream, so we get a lot of rain. Okay. Or like at the end of the Gulf Stream, rain is our thing. That's and it, it rained today and yesterday and the day before. Day before. <laughs> That's sad. I hope you have good snow when it comes for a bit and then it can go away again. Thanks. I hope so too. Actually, it's supposed to snow next week and I'm not even going to be here. I'm going to be in Iceland. So there will be snow for sure. There will- definitely be snow in Iceland. Isn't that amazing? You're going to Iceland. I know. It's last minute trip, but I'm looking forward to it. I hope you enjoy it. You have to see and if there is some geek stuff going on up there. Yeah, I will be for sure. Besides the football players, that scream all the time. Oh, the football players are amazing. I supported Iceland in the last World Cup. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So... We can't get a leeway to the topic this week. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to talk and see if we could do it. And Yeah, but then we, now we ended up in football, and that doesn't work this time. No, it doesn't. Not this time. Not this time. So what are we talking about today, Amanda? We're talking about geek girl clothing. Geek girl clothing. And why do we talk about this, Amanda? <laughs> well, this was kind of... It, it, it's... As geek girls, this is something that's been on our radar, obviously, since we were children. Sure. Um, but recently, one of our friends on Twitter, who goes by the handle of Flame Flash, actually tweeted and said that he says, I'm offered, he didn't say offered at all. He said, I am offended on my daughter's behalf. Nothing like these shirts in the girls section. She plays Fortnite with me just as much as my boys do. And it's a picture of these like super rad Fortnite t-shirts and they're sold in the boys section. 
and obviously like that kind of clothing isn't really sold in the girls section like it's just it's just not there which so it sparked bad. some discussion we thought that this will be an amazing topic to talk about today together with you mm-hmm. and the listeners having listened having listening to us jesus <laughs> it's not going to be as good as the last one <laughs> so yeah the gendered clothing issue mm-hmm. i don't know if you've come across that before already but ever since all my female friends got their kids i was way more way more aware of that problem than before to be honest because i just bought the clothes that i wanted to buy and it didn't even really occur to me that there might be an issue and when i was a kid well my mother dressed me so what the hell did i know yeah i've seen pictures of you as a kid and you had great fashion i don't even know what to say to that <laughs> <laughs> obviously i didn't like i don't do now but whatever when you want to buy clothes for a baby like a newborn and you go into the shop at least around here there are six different stashes of like rows of pink clothes then you have six different clothes uh, like rows of light blue clothes and maybe two or three of neutral colored ones and that always really made me super furious and the only it's not the only thing that people that you only have the two options of pink or a light blue which if you know me at all i really do not like pink at all (laughs) and that's why i like protest buying girls pink clothes so that leaves me with not a lot of choice but also not only the not only the coloring of the clothes is different but also what's written on them for example i really wanted to get a shirt with a dog on it, you know, because I have a dog and that always like gives connection to the people that I buy the shirt for or the clothes for where I'm like, look, you have a small Yoshi on your shirt, even if it's not a pool, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's obviously just a thing for the guys. And whereas like for the little boys, they have like the best friend is the dog. And all the little girls are either like princesses or Bellas and whatever the fuck else and that makes me like super furious because that's a problem it is a problem i don't really have any friends who have children in this country all my friends that have kids live in canada and like i never see them or buy them anything so that (laughs) well i don't (laughs) and like i'll just preface this by saying that the last time i bought like something for a friend's daughter over here Uh, I brought it back from Sri Lanka and it was the most amazing, like, everyday kind of lion costume. Like, it had a little lion hat and it was like, it wasn't like a costume, but it was a lion-themed clothing. And I thought that it was the most hilarious and amazing thing. And, like, if I had a kid, that kid would be in that every single day. Um, I don't think her kid was in it once. I want to be in that every single day. (laughs) I know. It was really, really (laughs) badass. But then over here... So, like I, like, I I never really go in the kids' clothes sections because, well, I have zero reason to. But I have seen, like, in at least some of the stores, they have this kind of gender-neutral clothing as well. It's, like, creams and yellows. And that would be a really popular choice alongside the blues and pinks as well. And the other, is there the same amount of neutral colors than there is of... In, like, at least in the newborn and the baby-baby section, there is really yeah progress because definitely 
for us there is not because I recall distinctly that that happened in the baby section because I was like they don't like give a shit (laughs) and it's really early to start stereotyping like this yeah well you know what I actually think is really funny is that the way the colors are now like pink is for girls and blue is for boys Mm -hmm. when like back in the Victorian era it was the other way around Blue was seen as a girl's color because it represented the Virgin Mary, like, because anytime she was depicted in, in artwork, she was in blue. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a girl's color to be just like Mary. And then pink was a boy color because it was a lighter shade of red, it was seen as a very strong and masculine color. So for a little man, aka a boy, pink was, the was the color. The version, basically, of red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the colors only changed during like this big marketing push in the 1950s to kind of change the colors. I mean, basically the issue with all of that is that it's because of marketing, it's marketing reasons and to sell more stuff and get more profit. Mm-hmm. Because if you have kids and a lot of people don't only have one kid, but they have two or three of them. So you buy toys right then you have a girl at the first time then you buy all the girls toys because they're pink and blah 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 and then you get a boy for example and then you have to buy the thing again because a lot of people come out of the house with their stereotypical mindset that pink is only for girls and that's why boys cannot play with it blah 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 bullshit at the very end, it just brings more cash into the bank of the all the big companies who who market it like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not only an issue; it's an issue everywhere because all the other brands, like even shampoo brands and all that stuff, they market and brand their things more in a feminine way so that more women buy it and sell the same product that has the same things inside with a different branding on it so that males like men would buy it too even though the inside is the same thing yeah sure like we could talk for hours about gendered marketing in general um but i think bringing the conversation back to clothing true um is is good to be on top because we do have a lot to say about this today there's always I always start to get into this frenzy of why this annoys me all so much. <laughs> yeah. I know that this is a hot topic for you, Monica. <laughs> it's a hot topic because I, I, I don't know. So when you were growing up, would you have ever willingly like shopped in the boys section of a shop? Not that I like when I started to buy my own clothes. No, no. Uh-uh. I remember through high school I would actually go shopping in the boys and the men's section really I I found their clothes was more comfortable and so mom was buying me like men's dress pants and like men's Hawaiian shirts well the Hawaiian shirts were because I really wanted a Hawaiian shirt and the girls Hawaiian shirts just would not go up around my boobs like they were just too big so I had to get men's ones to try to fit over them you know but yeah I was regularly wearing men's clothes because I found women's clothing to be really uncomfortable yeah, I mean, they are uncomfortable. I fought with that problem. I just bought really big clothing because, uh, well, I weigh more than 50 kilos. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, yeah, I did. And I, what really annoyed me there is also the size, like the fitting of the clothing. Because mm-hmm. if you are not a size zero, 
and the shirts stop at the waistline. It's super freaking uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, like a longer shirt is so much better. Yeah, and that's something that you hardly get in the female section or it's some, always something I really had to look for and mm -hmm. it wasn't hard to get. And during our research for this podcast, what I wasn't aware of and that shocked me to be honest is that even in the toddler's clothing, that also the shorts and shirts for little girls are shorter than for the boys, which in my opinion is just utterly ridiculous why that should even be a thing. Mm -hmm. So it starts really early to put the boys and the girls in this box. And that's also the issue with the geeky shirts that we've talked that you've talked about in the beginning about Flame's daughters that they don't even see that there are Fortnite shirts there in their section if yeah, their they parents don't, don't take them there. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes the, the it looks as if it's not for them. Mm-hmm. Which is not true because you can play Fortnite too. Exactly. Like how many times have we talked about my best friend's daughter who, yeah. her stepdaughter who plays Fortnite and now Flame's daughter plays plays Fortnite. Like there are girls out there playing playing Fortnite. There are girls like us growing up, we were playing video games and yeah. I, I would have, you know, I would have loved like a Mario or a Sonic shirt or something. For sure. But I mean, to be honest, I never really saw anybody wearing wearing those. Yeah, because geekdom wasn't cool back then. No, it wasn't cool back then. No. But it is now, so... Now, uh, yeah. Yeah, but totally. Also, I think that Fortnite is a, something, is a game that doesn't come off particularly gendered in general. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's a very open, colorful game with a lot of different kinds of characters. So you wouldn't, when you see it, you wouldn't think that's just a boys game. I mean, for me, I guess... Yeah, I agree. Like the first time I ever saw it, I was back in Canada and my cousin's kids asked Tom to play with, with them. Now, like my cousin has three little boys um, and they are, you know, quite stereotypical boys, like yeah. ready to rough and tumble and get like roll through the mud and play toy like cars and stuff. And of course, they're obsessed with Fortnite. And I had never seen it before. So mm -hmm. I was like, cousins... I'm actually going to go hang out with your kids for a second and see what this Fortnite is all about. And they were like, uh, okay. And I was like, this game actually is, it's nice. Like it's visually appealing. I can see why it appeals to kids because it yeah. is like that cartoon atmosphere that is fun and you can hang out with your friends online and like you can build stuff and it is bringing all of the aspects of being a kid into one place in like an interactive environment like mm. i 100 percent can see why it's so appealing to children um yeah. of both genders of all genders yeah yeah i totally agree i mean comes with dangers as well but we just expect that their parents educated them enough and talked to them enough to <laughs> not make it an issue because especially with these roblox have you heard that no there is this weird game called Roblox with that like really small kids play who there were this blocky people like they have like square faces and stuff and there is a lot of harassment and abuse going on there especially with um, also pedophiles trying to get kids into doing things with them. Oh delightful. Delightful yeah so it's I think Especially when the game attracts a lot of younger kids, there is often a lot of talking and uh, there needs to be a lot of talking going on. 
between everybody. So, but in general, I don't want to diss on Fortnite right now. Just always trying to add that it's important to talk with your kids about what they're doing. But I totally, I think it's a fun game. It's probably like there are these cartoon series where you sit in front of them and think, what the hell is even going on? (laughs) So that you're... That when you that you don't end up on feeling like on steroids when you've watched them, I'm not surprised. But it doesn't feel that bad in Fortnite, to be honest. So in comparison, mm-hmm. in comparison, it does seem like a almost like a the the better game out there, I guess, mm-hmm. for for kids because it lets them explore their creativity. There's also shooting going on though, right? And dancing. The dancing part is pretty pretty hilarious. We covered that already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And again, I don't think that shooting in game is an issue when you talk about the kids about it. So <laughs> it's always about the talking. But yeah, I think that's not a game that is specifically geared towards boys. So why should the shirts be? Yeah. Um, back to our conversation on Twitter. Twitter user Sailor Selena replied to Flame Flash and us talking about this. And she said that, you know, this is an unfortunate issue. I was always under the impression that I was weird for liking video games because you just don't see that stuff in the girls section. Mm. Yeah. You see, that's exactly what we always talk about and preach about. It's about the representation part because we're out there. It's interesting though, that nowadays this is also more and more an issue, but that's also because geeky stuff wasn't, a thing when we were younger <laughs> no it wasn't a like a huge thing playing playing video games was like kind of something that everybody might not everyone but a lot of people did but didn't talk about it yeah probably unless you were like that really weird person in school Ew. <laughs> i mean like yeah it was totally me but <laughs> but like then there was the people who were like super super vocal about it. i was probably one of the closet gamers to be fair I was, I once, like years after with my, I had a chat with my former best friend, like in elementary school. And when we were like 24, 25 or somewhere around that age, it's already 10 years ago, man, whatever. Um, so she told me how she always was so jealous about, of me because my parents always brought me, uh, they bought me the Game Boy and the NES and everything. And I back then was the only one having all that stuff. And it didn't even occur to me that others wanted them as well. Mm. So I felt like the odd one out again because I was having all that stuff and playing with it and others didn't. So it feels like you're different from them. Mm-hmm. even though the inside they're like damn it i wish i had yeah, that exactly yeah, sure. so probably because like also the parents have more money these days mm-hmm. oftentimes or um have a common, common well interest. yeah a common interest as well yeah like they want to play these games with their kids and yeah yeah so it's bringing definitely yeah bringing that up as well um, I do think that these days, you know, with the children of the 80s and 90s being adults now, mm. that there are a lot more clothing options for, for women and for, like, female-identifying geeks our age mm-hmm. than there are for, like, young geeks. Um, like, there's websites online where you can easily buy geek merchandise and, like, geek shirts, geek clothing for women. Mm-hmm. But I haven't come across very many easily accessible geek clothing shops for young girls. 
That is true. And I so, wouldn't even say, man, I hear what you're saying, and I know that we have a good source for all our geeky clothing, but I still won't particularly say it's, oh, well, then maybe the, it's easily accessible. But then when I think about it, H&M was selling Wonder Woman shirts and Star Wars shirts in the girls' section, so basically, yes, you're right what you're saying. It okay. becomes more and more mainstream, and that's why. Yeah, but I still feel like there's some, like, a disconnect to the girls like the young the young girls like embrace the geek for the young boys embrace the geek for the men and embrace the geek for the women and all those who identify with other genders um like it just seems that some somewhere along the way we've stopped or haven't started encouraging our young geeks to embrace their geeky interests we're still or marketing at least is still steering them towards princesses and and must be saved by boys and like it it just feels like even though the adults are embracing their geekiness Mm -hmm. it hasn't trickled down to young girls i agree and i wonder i mean when i think about the amount of frozen merch that i see in all the shops then i basically just want to i just want to vomit But then again, Frozen was really nice and everything. But like, that's the only option that they have or that they had the small girls, really, if we're honest. Going to say, like, maybe if Disney took on something like super geeky and then put out merchandise, but they bought Star Wars franchise, right? And mm-hmm. like, was there any real Ray merchandise out there for, for little girls? Like, because Ray is a pretty badass Star Wars female character. Was she a good, she would be a good role model for young girls. I don't recall seeing anything, like any shirts about her. I didn't see any in person. I don't, don't, like, I haven't heard of any of them. I'm not saying they're not out there, but. If they are, they're not easily accessible. But then what is Star Wars rated as? Like, is this for, for how old, for which age group is it made? 13? 14? Hmm. Something like this? Uh, Star Wars are PG-13. PG-13 ish ish which means basically covering from nine to ten up (laughs) yeah (laughs) because let's be honest that's not when it happens (laughs) and kids know about that yeah like my nephew was here playing star wars when he was not even remotely that age (laughs) with the allowance of his parents i have to add yeah and also we never left him alone with the game so basically we supervised his every move um, just Star Wars education. Exactly. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's all a bit trapped in that women, like how they want to raise little girls and how they want to market to little girls. And when I say they, I don't mean they, the parents, but it's, I mean, they, they the marketers, they, they the marketers, yeah, they, the people who sell stuff, because I think that is probably still it brings them more money when they do it the way they do it now because also it's more likely that the parents of young girls would go into the boys section and buy boys stuff for their little girls than the other way around definitely yeah because it's always a bigger problem for a boy if he's too feminine than if if uh, if a girl is too mas- masculine mm-hmm. which is nothing that i want to rip repeat here but it's just often a common assumption (laughs) there's the word it's lost somewhere (laughs) along the lines (laughs) but it's 
Yeah, and but it's interesting because I often didn't. It took me often a while to reflect about what's going on and realize that it's nothing that I that's wrong with me. But when you recite what what Selena said that she felt weird back then when she, for liking video games because no other girls around her did it or she didn't know that other girls do it as well. That should be prove enough that it's important that we have that stuff everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like we don't want to be discouraging more girls or making them feel shamed yeah. for liking what they like, especially because video games are popular for young girls. Like they play them. Yeah. So let them be represented and let them feel proud to play. Yeah. And give them all the shirts, people. Yeah. So we did gather a few of our favorite places that you can buy, like uh, geeky merchandise as a, a geek woman, geek female identifying geek, or and like in some cases you might be able to get clothing for geek girls as well. Um, before we go into that, though, I would like to talk about uh, a local kind of artist, graphic design artist that I met at a comic convention in uh, when I was home in Canada. Is that pop? pop culture Canada and he's called Jeff Rustland illustration and I'll put his links in the show notes actually because he was doing uh, alongside all of his awesome like drawing and and artwork and prints and stuff he was doing children's t-shirts shirts that he's created he's drawn the characters and and put them on and so there's Wonder Woman and it says be wonderful there's the Hulk and it says be strong Wolverine says be wild <laughs> And there's another one, and I'm ashamed to say that I don't know who it is. And underneath it, it says, Be Rosie. Hmm. So I'm not sure who it is. I'm sorry. I feel like a really bad geek. Um, it, wasn't the, one of the doctor's companions called Rosie? No, it's definitely a guy with a beard. Oh, I'm sorry. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. But what um, he's doing these shirts in partnership with his, his girlfriend, actually. And while they're not available on his Etsy store yet, he is getting limited availability through to conventions that he's been going to. Nice. And I've been chatting with him on and off since I met up with him for the first time there in October. And like, this is something that he's passionate about as well and wants to promote this, this line of, of t-shirts because sure. Okay. Only one of them had a woman on it. Like only one of them was wonder woman, but the message as well, like, with the Hulk and be strong. Like they're not your typical geek shirts They're they're with these positive messages to really inspire children. And I think that that's, that's really important. So keep an eye out on, on Jeff's Instagram and his Etsy. And of course, when the shirts finally become available online, I'll be telling you about them because I think that they are awesome. And Jeff, I love what you're doing. Also, it doesn't mean that just because there are not a lot of girls on the shirts, which obviously we encourage as well, but it also means that girls can also wear a Be Strong Hulk shirt. Absolutely. Yeah. These are unisex shirts. So yeah. they're, they're not, um, you know, for one, one gender or the other. On that vein, um, comic cons and like pop culture conventions are a really good place to find geek merchandise and geek clothing for like everyone, really. Um, they sell, the fun thing about them is, is that there's like smaller local crafting vendors Mm -hmm. um, who just create artwork and jewelry and shirts and everything you can think of that's like fangirling out or fanboying out like about geekdom and you can probably get it there. 
So definitely like if you're in the hunt for some like geeky merchandise, check out your local comic convention. Also, you just can go there for research because sometimes it's really hard still, even if you look for stuff online, it's still sometimes hard to figure out or to find awesome shops that sell this. So you mostly probably stumble across those who already know, but then there might be some other things that you really enjoy and then you see them at the convention and then you can check their website out and see if they sell it online as well. So that's also for research purposes, is really good, good yeah. way to figure out where you can get more stuff. And like chatting with the owners of a lot of these shops, they might not have exactly what you're looking for, but if you talk to them, there's a, like probably a 95% chance that they are willing to make you what you want. <laughs> That's pretty cool, isn't it? It's really cool. Like there was, um, I have these Zelda heart earrings um, and they're really big. And I I was ch chatting to uh, a proprietor who I've actually bought Pokeballs from. And I said, like, I would, I have Zelda hearts, but they're too big. I don't wear them very much. And she was like, oh, I would be happy to make you smaller ones. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Thank you. I didn't get them done because um, I didn't have... I, I was leaving the country like three days later, so I was getting it done. But like, just have those conversations and you'd be surprised at what people would be open to, to doing and helping you make your geeky dreams come true. Yeah, I mean, also they're not in there for, they're in there because they're passionate about it. Mm -hmm. That's why it's like, they want you to have what you want because they want to create it because they love it so much. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then like, like Monica was saying, you can get on their websites, you can get on their Etsy stores as well, because even if like a small retailer, or a small seller doesn't have a website, there's a better chance that they would have an Etsy store. Mm. Um, and even if you don't meet them at Comic-Con and you're looking through Etsy, like there are so many geek merchandise stores and it's awesome. Like That's pretty cool. Pretty much you can buy anything on Etsy. We should figure out if there are like geeky girl Etsy stores and if we find them we can add them in the com in the show notes as well yeah good idea and if you are a geeky girl Etsy store let us know because I think we would like to talk to you we would like to talk to you and we would like to support you yeah. and if you get the idea from us and and do it then then let us know as well <laughs> yeah definitely um and then there's a few more like mainstream kind of places you can get your geeky merchandise. So online, there's this absolutely fantastic resource for all things geek merchandise called Her Universe. It's specifically for female identifying geeks and they are very body positive. So they have like smaller sizes, but their sizes also go like very large as well. So they have a huge range of sizes, which is, is great because geekdom isn't restricted to like one size. Mm. either which is nice yeah. um so they they have like collections like there's a doctor who collection a harry potter one and there's star, star wars. wars a lot because the owner of the shop is actually working in the star wars realm like for the game i think she was voice acting for the game for the ashoka or what's her face yes you're right yeah yeah so she is she was always very geeky as well, and that's why she opened that store. And she also does like actual fashion shows with geeky clothes. Clothing that's pretty cool. Yeah, she her shows are really cool. Yeah. Um, Jodie Whittaker actually crashed one of them, and <laughs> and got to model her own like Doctor Who shirt. That was so cool. The cloak. Yeah. Uh, cloak. 
So awesome. Um, so if you can't or you're not interested in getting your clothing online, Her Universe also is sold in Hot Topic, which is available in uh, the United States. I don't think they're available in other countries, but it's like an actual retail store that you can go into and like see the clothing up close and personal and like they sometimes have sales as well which is nice but they don't just have her universe they've got like just loads of brands and clothing and like lots to select from um and then there's spencer's as well which i don't think monica would have a clue what spencer's is but i don't you don't have a clue i don't know all of the shops because i don't have any of them yeah so i have to buy online i'm sorry (laughs) okay a hot topic is new to me um because it was american and it came out like after i moved out of america so i only know it i've only been in a few times but spencer's to me was always like the dirty store like they sold the the, like dirty stuff in the back like really the the rated r kind of kind of (laughs) section in the back but then the front of it was always like uh for the alternative teenager adult kind of into the skateboarding and Uh like there was some drug paraphernalia and lighters and like it was just kind of a a cool not not quite like a head shop but it was just a really alternative store uh-huh. and now they're also doing a lot of geek merchandise which cool. is really cool i used to find this when i was more into anime and manga i used to go to vienna because they had this uh, dedicated stores often where they had a lot of Japanese stuff going on so you could always check out the interwebs if you find something in your area or in the biggest city around you mm-hmm. because it's probably likely that you find something it's along true. those lines <laughs> when me and Tom were were traveling and like driving south through the states last year um we would find like just in these random cities that we were in we would mm-hmm. find geek stores like comic book stores or nice. like merch stores and we're, we would go in the mall because it's cool to see what other places are doing yeah that's pretty awesome so those kind of stores are out there and don't be intimidated if you're going in when you're a girl yeah i think you're maybe a rare flower but maybe you're not that rare of a flower and if you don't want to be a flower be a freaking motherfucking badass no <laughs> Be a dragon. Be a dragon. <laughs> be a dragon. Exactly. Don't be a dragon. Be a dragon. Be a dragon. <laughs> I love that leeway. <laughs> yeah. And if you need more, also if you want your girl, your baby girl to wear more geeky things, maybe just make it yourself. Make a baby shower that's super geeky and have all your friends create geeky onesies. That would be cool. Um, other things that you can probably do, uh, write to manufacturers and, and ask for more geeky clothing. Um, right. You can do letter campaigns, email, or contact them on social media because if we don't voice that we want this, they will never change. Agreed. Maybe we could start an email campaign to an actual vendor. That's a good idea. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we will. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And I would say that we've got a couple of people on ready to go. To sign up for us. Yeah. 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 I agree. We make this go viral. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pairing for viral girl shirts. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Are you guys in on our campaign, Friends of Geek Herring? Are you? Let us know on all our social media. Yes, which you can find at Geek Herring on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And at Geek Herring at 
Patreon, obviously, and at geekcaring.com, which is our awesome website. Yeah. So cool. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And we will see you next week where we might not be having an interview, but we are introducing a new series. So excited to share that with you. That's the freedom of podcasting. Trying it all. Yeah. We do what we want. We do what we want. (laughs) Awesome. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.